All right, everybody, welcome to another solo episode. I haven't done one of these for a couple weeks, and you know, it's just kind of a hard time of year. I think January, February is probably the most difficult time for people who maybe have anxiety, depression, some of those things. And I mean, I think there's a lot of different factors as to why that is the case. I think it's weather. I think it's the holidays being done. I think there's a lot of different pieces, but I just feel like this is a time of year where a lot of people are struggling. And so I decided, I'm like, you know what? Let's just give you guys some mental health tips. And that is coming from a place of not because I know everything, but because I just, I've had some dealings with, of course, anxiety and OCD. And I've talked about this on the show. But what I want to do for you guys is I want to give you kind of a summary of like what has helped me. And my background is I'm a school psychologist. So I've talked about that on the show as well. So I've got a lot of background on like the brain and how our brain works and mental health in general, but I I really don't want to come from that lens. I want to come from like a big sister friend. I want to come from that lens. I really want to be talking to you guys like, hey, I'm a friend who's had my own struggles with mental health, who's overcome some of my challenges with mental health, and is actually still working through a lot of those too. So I want to come from that lens, but also just know I do have background in the field because in order to get my degree in school psychology, I did have to go to school for undergrad and then three more years of grad school. And a lot of that was in classes related to mental health. But again, I don't really want to come from that lens. I kind of like to keep my my job separate from this. And so just know I'm coming from that lens. I'm coming from to you as a friend who also has personal experiences and some background in the mental health world. So but the big thing I'm going to do is kind of, com- not kind of combine, I'm going to combine faith and mental health together. That's something I'm super passionate about. I think sometimes we see them as being two separate things when I really think that if you're doing things right, you're putting your faith and the practical tips of what we've learned over the years to practice. We can put those two things together to really create a recipe for success. So I'm pumped for this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And these tips are actually going to be not what you would normally hear, which I hope is good. (laughs) I guess I didn't want to give you guys like the classic things you hear. Um, Not that there's any like classic, I guess, but it's just sometimes you hear the same tips over and over again. You're like, yep, those are great. Got it. But I want to kind of change things up a bit and just talk to you guys about some things maybe you've never thought of because it took me a while to really understand that these things were helpful. So here we go. Sister friend Emma coming at you. Hello and welcome to Be Brave with Emma B. I'm Emma, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. In a world that fills us with stories of fear and anxiety, I'm here to share stories of bravery and fearlessness. I'm bringing on some of the bravest people I know and sharing some stories of my own to show you why anyone can choose to be brave if they have faith and surround themselves with encouraging people. So come along. Let's be brave together. So the first thing, and this is probably the most important thing, so I'm going to start off in case you guys want to dip out later, but when you're struggling with anxiety, when you're struggling with intrusive thoughts, when you're struggling with repetitive thoughts, 
give it to God first and foremost. I don't know about you guys, but I am kind of a control freak. I like to plan things out. I like to know what's going to happen after the thing happens, after the thing happens, 10 steps ahead. And sometimes, not sometimes, most of the time, I forget when any worry, when any thought, when any distressing thing happens, I feel like I I always go right into fix-it mode. I go into who can I talk to, what can I do, how can I fix this, and then really that's that's not the right thing to do because I should really be giving it over to the person that controls all these things in the first place. I should be giving it to God first. I should be talking to God about it first. So again, when I'm in like a spiral panic, (laughs) I tend to go into problem solving mode. And a really good example of this is, so when I'm traveling, my husband and I love to travel. We love to go on trips. But I always find that my anxiety really ramps up right before I leave on a trip and I start just worrying about worst case scenarios. And so we went on a road trip this past summer and for some reason, I just had this like really freaky thought that we were going to get in a car accident, which is not surprising because I've been in car accidents before. It's not really that out there of a thought, but it just like wouldn't let go of my brain. It was like, we're going to get in a car accident. Let's cancel the trip. Let's not do the trip. And I went into problem-solving mode. I'm like, well, how can I make sure that we don't get in a car accident? What can I do with my car? What can I, how can I shorten the trip? What can I do to just really finding this like sense of control? I tend to also go to people in my life that I, which I'm going to get to later in the podcast. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'll go into like problem-solving mode with people I really trust, like my dad, like my mother-in-law. I go talk to them and I'm like, what do you think about this? And not again, not that that's a bad thing. I'll be talking about that later. But really, like if I'm having these fears, who can I talk to that really is the only one that can make a difference about this? And I should have turned it over to God. And a lot of times, I'm going to be honest, it takes me a really long time to get to that point because I feel like I do all the things I can control here on this earth and then I go to God when really it should be the opposite. I should be talking to him, going to him. And I also think I tend to feel like whatever I'm struggling with isn't like a legitimate thing and that doesn't matter to God. And that is just the so the opposite of the truth. That is not what the what scripture says. Um, In fact, scripture literally tells us that we should um, present all our cares and concerns to God because he cares for us. Um, And so I think in my head, I was thinking like, oh, God doesn't need to worry about this. I'll do all the things I can do and then I'll pray about it later. But really, I should be praying about it first. And that's another, that's another spot from, that's another part of scripture is pray, pray first, pray always, and I, I am quoting this scripture and I can't say exactly where it's coming from, but yes, praying first and then also presenting all your cares and concerns for God because he does care for you so much about all the little things, every little thing. He knows all the hairs on your head and he cares about every little worry that goes on your brain. So you don't have to be scared to talk to him about something from the smallest little worry to the biggest thing if you're going through something really, really hard in your life. So yeah, that's something that I am actively working on. I think our body also almost like tricks us into not 
doing that first. I know when I have anxiety or panic, I it all goes into my chest and then it almost like keeps me from doing the logical thing and I just go into instant, what can I do to get rid of this feeling? And I think the best thing we can do is really go to God first. So that would be my first tip and I think the most important tip. So if you take anything away from this podcast, it's give it to God first and foremost, talk to him first before you do anything else. And I think by doing that, that really solves a lot of the problems that we struggle with. The next one is something that I really don't think we talk about enough, and that is accepting uncertainty. With cognitive behavioral therapy, it's something that I think is a really good thing because you can control your thoughts, which then controls your feelings, which then controls your actions, and it's the circle. And while that is totally true, we can't really control our thoughts a lot of the times. We can shape our thoughts. We can alter our thoughts. We can choose to not dwell on a thought or purposely engage in a thought, but thoughts will come and thoughts will go. And so sometimes I feel like it can be hard to control the thoughts, which then can be hard to control the feelings, which then again, hard to control what we do next. So I would say accept uncertainty. And this is really true if you have obsessive compulsive disorder, no matter what kind, because it's called the doubting disease and obsessive compulsive disorder teaches you to doubt yourself and doubt your feelings, doubt your thoughts, doubt your actions, doubt everything. And by accepting uncertainty of what comes next, that can really take away that power from that doubt. But I really think this goes forward with anxiety, with a lot of other mental health struggles too, that acceptance of like, we are so not in control of so many things that happen to us. And even though that's very pessimistic in a way, it's also optimistic in a way because really we can control certain things. We can control, for example, we can wake up in the morning and decide to have hearts full of gratitude. And that's something that I'm also going to talk about later, but we can choose that. We can choose to eat healthy food, to nourish our bodies. We can choose to get up and move in the morning or move after we get done with work, or we can make those kind of choices. But a lot of what happens to us is extremely uncertain, which is a really difficult thing to grasp. And I would say a lot of my anxiety is rooted in that uncertainty of like, I don't know what's to come. I don't know exactly how everything is going to play out. And that could be really, really scary. But when we decide to just accept that a lot of pieces of our life are uncertain, it can really give us some freedom. So for example, with that example of me being in, worrying about being in the car accident on my road trip, I could have said like, yeah, I'm going to control this and I'm going to not go and I'm just going to grab that and try to control it. Or I could say, hey, you know what? The chances of me getting in a car accident on this trip are not very likely. However, there is a chance and there's always a chance And there's always a small probability that something bad could happen. But if I live my life living in a way that I'm always expecting or preparing for that 0.01% to happen, that's going to be a really sad life. And so if I just accept that, yep, something scary could happen, something bad could happen, that really releases me from this control of like, 
well, if I do this, then this won't happen. Or if I try to control this, then maybe that'll turn out better than if I wouldn't have. And at the end of the day, kind of like going back to the first point, we have to present these things to God because he's at the end of the day, really the only one in control. So accepting uncertainty can be super hard. And believe me, I know people have all different kinds of fears. And I'm here to tell you that those fears are going to be really, really hard to challenge sometimes. Like, because there is scary things in this world and there are things that can go wrong. But again, if we accept that, yes, there's a probability, but we can't live our lives for that 0.01% chance, then no, it's things will turn out much better if we live that way. If we just accept accept that. But then that also goes back to um Romans 8:28 that talks about the fact that like if we live a life where we love God, then he can use anything for good. And so I actually talked about this at um a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting one morning in my local community and I talked to them about the fact that like even if that 0.01% chance of something bad happening does happen, God uses all things for good. So he's not going to, we can have peace in knowing that God's going to use everything for the good for those who love him. And if we love him, even if the worst thing does happen, even if that 0.01% happens, like we can rest in knowing that God uses all things for good. So that's kind of a two-parter. Accept uncertainty, accept that the bad thing could happen that you're worrying about, which is very contrary to some anxiety theories. But at least that's what's worked for me, especially when I get a really scary thought stuck, just accepting it instead of trying to fight it, instead of trying to change it. Because I think we go to that, like, we'll just swap it out with something else. And yes, that sometimes works, but a lot of times if we swap a thought for another thought, then it's almost giving too much attention to that thought. Does that make sense? (laughs) That was a lot of thoughts. But again, accept uncertainty, accept that even if the 0.01% chance does happen, that God's in control and that he does, he works all things for good for those that love him. Romans 8, 28. My next piece of advice, do the thing anyway. Don't cancel on your plans because you're feeling anxious. And we live in a culture that's very like, well, take care of yourself, do what's best for you. And that is true in a lot of senses. But at the same time, if we live in a state of, well, if I'm not 100% comfortable with this right now, and this is for an example. So say you're having a day that's filled with a lot of anxiety. You've just been super anxious and you're full of fear and you were supposed to go out to dinner with friends but you're just feeling anxious don't cancel on your friends don't say you're too anxious to go out and this one might um bother some people because they're like what do you mean like if i'm not feeling well i'm not gonna go out with my friends but trust me that's letting the anxiety win like it's letting it win i try to view anxiety as this like evil little monster and Again, I, I can't speak to depression fully because I was I had depression for a season of my life. So I hope I'm not offending anyone. Please know that is never my intent. But I even noticed when I was really struggling with depression after my car accident, if I forced myself to almost do the thing that I didn't feel like doing, I almost always felt better 
after going to do it anyway. For example, it's a theory actually called behavioral activation. So when we go do something, even if we're not feeling totally good or totally like we can be present, what happens is if we have a good experience doing whatever the thing is, whether it's going out with friends, whether it's going outside and going for a run, it trains our brain that even when we're feeling anxious or when we're feeling depressed, good things can still happen and it can kind of get us out of that loop. So again, I hope that makes sense. I really hope I'm not offending anyone. I've walked through depression before, but again, it was for a brief period after my car accident. I can speak very personally to the anxiety side, to the OCD side, but I would also welcome after the show, if you guys want to give me some tips, if you've struggled with other things and you want to give me tips and we can feature that on another episode, you got it. So always know I'm just speaking from the heart, never trying to act like I know everything or I know everyone's story. But doing the thing anyway, going to spend time with friends, going to hang out with a loved one, going on a run, going to do something that brings your heart joy, even if you're not feeling very joyful in that moment, it's usually the right thing to do. And I can, I can tell you like this past weekend, I was just feeling funky. I was feeling funky. I was not feeling like myself. And I was supposed to go out to dinner with friends. And I was so like, like was about to cancel. Like, it's like, I can't do this. I called my mother-in-law and I was like, I just don't think I can go do this with this group of people. I just am not feeling myself. I can't be on right now. And she's like, that's totally okay. But just, just see how you're feeling. Why don't you go like take a rest and then just see how you're feeling later. You don't need to make any decisions now. And so got to that time and I started off going to church, which was a huge win. And then I went to go spend some time with some friends. And I will tell you guys, I'm so, so glad I did. And I texted my mother-in-law. I was like, hey, so hope you're proud of me. I went, I went out and I, I went out anyway, even though, you know, I was feeling really funky today and she texted me back, fear is a liar. And I love her so much. She told me fear is a liar. You didn't let the anxiety win. You didn't let Satan win. And I just, she was really proud of me and I was proud of myself too. And that's not to say there's not going to be some days where you're just mentally drained. You know in your heart that you're just like, I really just could use a day to take care of myself. There's nothing wrong with that. That is not what I'm saying at all. But if there was something that you planned that you were looking forward to, do not let anxiety take away that thing. Do it anyway. All right. My next piece of advice is talking to someone I already talked about talking to God first. That's my biggest tip. And that's what I would say is definitely the thing that I would always say go to first. But it's also important to talk to the people in our lives because I totally believe God puts certain people in our life for a reason. And it's really important that we can talk to them and consult with them about what we're feeling and being able to say out loud to someone, hey, I'm really scared about this, or I'm really nervous about this, or I just am not feeling like myself right now. There's a lot of power in being able to share that with somebody. And so I would say talk to someone, but talk to the right someone. Mental health stuff can be really 
challenging for certain people to understand. If you haven't walked through it, if you haven't dealt with it, it can just, it can be really difficult for people to understand. And that's why I think it's really important to kind of know who lifts you up when you're feeling that way and who can really make you feel better, make you feel like you're not crazy, really empathizes with you. And also know the people that like, hey, when you've shared something in the past, you just didn't feel right afterwards. You didn't feel better. You didn't feel encouraged. You just kind of felt like either they didn't hear you or maybe they started talking about something unrelated. And it doesn't mean those people aren't friends, but I think it's important to know which friends that we can talk to when we're in a season we're really struggling with our mental health. For, I I mean, I'm very lucky. I have a couple of really, really good friends that I know any day, any time I could drive over to their house and I could take a nap or pour my heart out. I'm very fortunate to have a husband that I can talk to about anything. But I'm going to be honest, there's also certain friends I have that I'm like, you know what, I am not really going to talk to them about when I'm in a season of struggle. It doesn't mean that they're a bad friend or it doesn't mean that they are trying to do that, but I just know there's certain people that really receive what I'm feeling super well, and then there's other people that don't make me feel as good about it. And so just kind of know who those people are and make sure you talk to the person that you know is going to lift you up during that time. And so I really hope that by listening to this podcast, I know I can't hear you. I I wish I could. I wish this was like a two-way street, but just know I hope when you listen to this, it feels like you're talking to a friend that really cares about you because I do, guys. I care so much about each and every one of you. And so just know that, I don't know. I, I Again, I wish I could listen. I wish this was a two-way street, but I hope I hope you feel like you're talking to a friend when you're listening to this podcast. That was always, always my goal. So talk to somebody, but talk to the right somebody. The next thing is don't attach the feeling to yourself. Don't attach the anxiety, the depression, the OCD, whatever you're struggling with, whatever mental health condition. Those are the main three I'm going to talk about. But if you're struggling with something else that I haven't touched on yet, Don't attach that to yourself. Now, yes, mental health can sometimes be a diagnosis. It can be something that we've struggled with for years. It can be something that's really taken up a lot of our life, but don't attach it to your name. And that's something that I've been really trying to work on lately. I would say, I have OCD. I have OCD. I have anxiety. I had depression. And I noticed And I probably honestly did it on the first couple episodes. So this just shows you, this is a learning experience. This is something that I'm still constantly working on, but please don't attach that to yourself. That is not you. It's maybe part of your story. It could be a part of you, but it's not you. So saying I have OCD. Yeah, I, I do, but... It also could be just something I could say, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with OCD right now. Or OCD is something I'm battling with a little bit right now. But I feel like when you say I have, which again, I've probably said honestly in this episode, when I when you say I have it, it's almost like taking up too much of you. Whereas if you can say like I'm dealing with it or I'm struggling with it, I feel like it just gives it a little bit less power because 
you know what you are? You are a child of God. You are loved by so many. You have friends, you have family, you have more, way more things than just mental health struggles. And so that's, again, really big piece for me is not identifying so much with my diagnoses, with even the trauma that I've dealt with. That's something that I feel like I sometimes attach too much to myself. Like, well, I'm the car accident survivor. I'm the girl who had a mom that was an addict. Like, I almost attach those experiences as being part of my identity when really there's so much more to me that like, yes, I survived those experiences. They're part of my story. They're why I f- they're part of the reason I feel like my faith is as strong as it is. But when I identify as myself as I'm a child of God, I am a daughter of the King, or I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm strong and courageous. Like I identify with those things. Those are so much more powerful And those are meant to lift you and give you life and give you peace. And I just, I really struggle with, because I just feel like right now it's really trendy to say I have anxiety and not trendy in like a, oh, people are doing it for attention, but it's just a trendy thing to say. I have anxiety. I have intrusive thoughts. I have, and that, I just don't want it to take up too much of you because I know there's so many beautiful parts to you that we could talk about that aren't. The mental health struggles. Again, it's okay to struggle with those things. I struggle with OCD. I struggle with anxiety. But to say I have it or it's part of me, I just feel like it gives it too much power. So again, I hope that doesn't offend anyone, but just know you're so much more than your mental health diagnosis. All right. This is a biggie. This is huge. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And maybe this is more of the stereotypical mental health advice, but truly this has been a game changer. I walk my dog and there's a certain part of where I walk where I will in my mind say a certain number of things that I'm grateful for. And when I do that, it doesn't have to be anything outrageous. It can be, I'm so grateful I'm able to walk right now. I'm grateful that it's a mild temperature. That's what I've been almost saying every morning. So grateful it's a mild temperature because if it was the normal Wisconsin winter, I would probably not be walking outside right now. So again, saying I am so just grateful for the weather, that I have a grandma that I can call on the way to work, that I... It's just like all the little things. And I feel like when we practice gratitude for the little things, but when you think of like, I'm grateful that I have cute socks with funny sayings on them. And I'm grateful for the little toe beans that my kitty cats have. And like, when you think about all those minuscule little details that go into every single day of your life, like that's what makes life so beautiful makes it so beautiful. It makes it just so, I don't know, guys, like I get, I get teary eyed thinking about all the beauty there is in each and every day. And I think when we like point out those little things throughout our day, that's like, that's what can give us that little burst of energy and life we need and can really just make us, make us feel like ourselves again. I was, I was going through a couple couple weeks of just funkiness. Like I was just feeling funky and I I really wasn't practicing that gratitude. I think I was, but I wasn't, I was like walking through it, 
but not really feeling it. And when I started to notice all the different pieces of my life that God has woven together for good, I was like, holy cow. Oh my goodness. Do I have so much to be thankful for? Just the fact that I can like record this podcast, the fact that you guys have Spotify and are listening to this podcast, like all those or whatever platform you're listening to, that is, there's just so much beauty in that. So gratitude, that's a kind of a cliche one, but I think it's important. And gratitude for the little things doesn't always have to be the big things. Of course, the big things. And if you haven't done gratitude, then of course you can start with that, but Try to notice the little things to be grateful for. I also started this new practice right before bed. So what I do every night is I read a verse from the Bible. Then I read and then I write some notes down about that verse. Like what do I think about that verse? What do I think whoever wrote it meant by that verse? Whether it was when it was Jesus talking, what do I think he meant by it? And then I'll write down my highlights from the day. I'll write down this happened, this happened, this happened. And even though that's not necessarily gratitude, I think it kind of puts me in a frame of mind throughout the day to look for those things. So for example, I'll write down like getting to eat dinner with my husband, getting to finish a podcast episode. Something, when something funny would happen at work, I would write like, this person said this and that made me laugh really, really loud till my stomach hurt. So things like that, again, not necessarily always the big things, but just like the little things. And it puts me in a framework throughout the day where I'm just like always looking, searching for those things because I know I'm going to be writing about it at night. And then I also think it's a really cool way to like document like, okay, this is really cool. Look at all these beautiful things that have happened through the last couple weeks. So I don't know if you guys are ready for this last one. This one's kind of goofy and some people might be like, okay, but get a pet. Get a pet. I mean, maybe not everyone is meant to have a pet and maybe this is, this is my like last send off just being a little bit goofy. But you guys, when I say like my cats changed my life, I'm really outing myself as a cat lady right now. My cats are like the best. I call them the little loves of my life. And of course my husband Sam is, but I don't know. I just adore my kitty cats. So I got Joy. Joy's my 13 pound Siberian cat. She's the cutest. If you have met her, you understand. Everyone that meets Joy, she's just a legend. She's the best. But she, I got her, I would say a year after my car accident maybe a year and a half. And you guys, she changed my world. Like it was just amazing to have something that just like really just wants to give you unconditional love. And if you're not a cat person, you're a dog person, you're probably judging me right now. And you're like, yeah, cats don't care about you. They totally do. But this is the same true for dogs. Like when you have something that wants to do nothing more than just love you, It's just such a nice part of life. And so I'm a huge animal person. So take this last piece of advice with a grain of salt. But I would highly recommend getting a pet. So that's kind of my like last piece of advice that maybe is just beneficial for myself or maybe it just worked for me. But I don't know. I think pets are amazing. There's so many that need 
adapting. And so if you don't have allergies and you can go to an animal shelter and get a wonderful pet from there, I would highly recommend that. Obviously, if you have allergies, it gets a little bit more complicated and you might have to get a hypoallergenic pet, but I don't know, you guys. I just, I love animals. I think they bring so much joy. I honestly don't know what I would do without any of my pets. I have two cats and a dog. I talk about Joy because she's like my first child, but my other cat is amazing and so is my dog and they just bring so much joy and goofiness to my life. Like I like to dance with my cats and yeah, I'm really outing myself as being a weirdo, but that's okay because if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you understand like what we can, we can we can be weird together. But anyway, yes, highly recommend adopting a pet. They just give you a little added boost to life. And I feel like they kind of remind you too that like the world is so much bigger than just us. Like we get so focused in on ourselves and what people think about us. And again, that whole planning ahead and trying to control everything. And I feel like pets just kind of like, I don't know. They're just awesome. I don't know. I just thought that was a good one to put in. Get you guys to know my personality more because if you're my friend in real life, you know I'm a huge cat lady. And if you aren't my friend in real life and you're my friend on the podcast, now you know. It's an important thing for you to know. Oh man, guys, this was a fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some advice out of it. If that last three minutes was like, oh my gosh, would she stop talking about cats? I'm sorry, but I hope you enjoyed the rest and I hope you got some advice. I hope you heard some biblical wisdom. I hope you felt encouraged and I just really hope if you're going through a tough season right now, just know you're loved um, and know that I care so much about you and I know so many other people do as well, especially the creator of our universe. How cool is that? I saw a video the other day, like how cool that the being that made the moon and the stars and the mountains and the seas and all these beautiful things felt like we needed you too. And I I attest to that. We needed one of you here too. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And again, like always, if just know I appreciate you guys so much. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I have a great mental health tip I'd like to share or you have a question, please always know, DM me on Instagram, DM me on Facebook, send an email to bebravewithemmab at gmail.com and just know, I love you guys. We'll talk soon. You guys, if you loved this episode or you enjoyed any of my other episodes, please, please, please give a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It helps the show so much and means the world to me to hear your feedback. If you'd like to follow along with more from me and my friends and just hear more about my day-to-day life, please follow me on social media, which is Be Brave with Emma B on Instagram or Facebook. I so look forward to hearing from you guys and becoming friends.